have a very special guest uh, speaker tonight. She has been traveling uh, across the nations, but tonight she has only come from Branston. Only Branston, but Branston is a great place where it is the place where the pickle originates from. So I believe tonight that as she releases the word, there's going to be a unique flavor that the Holy Spirit is going to release. Amen. It's going to be distinct. It's going to be sharp. It's going to hit the target. And without further rhetoric, let's give a warm welcome to Apostle Jenny Watson. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. We are going to take communion in, in this time together as well. But um, I want to share a few thoughts uh, with you that I've put together to help us move forward with the whole moving with the new groups that we're going to be having and the, the focus, remember, on those four things that we shared a few weeks ago. Um, but one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 145. So if you want to open that, because I've entitled this message, The Promises of God. And uh, we're going to see in a moment, he's a faithful God and fulfills his promises. If he's made a promise, he has fulfilled it and will fulfill it. And, and um, I'm going to give you some things to take home with you as well. So Psalm 145 says, I'm going to read from the King James, but you can read from whatever version you've got. I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day will I bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. You can either choose Jesus or you can reject to reject Jesus, but you can't modify him. Great is the Lord forever. He's never going to change. He is the Lord. He is king, seated on his throne forever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise. That word praise in the Hebrew is shabak, and it means shout. Someone said this, that this is the only verse that gives you license to shout at your kids. One gener if you're shouting about the goodness and the mercy of God, you can make that declaration in a loud voice. One generation, generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of your majesty and of your wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of your terrible acts and I will declare your greatness. I think this is a great psalm as we're looking into the new decade when the new decade is all going to be about the mouth. It's all about declaring, it's all about sh shouting, it's all about proclaiming. They shall abundantly utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. Verse 8, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. And this is the verse, the key verse. This was a verse when I had a big aha moment. It says, the Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his works. The Lord is good to all. I think some believers go through their life thinking God is good to some and not others. And he's good sometimes and not other times. This verse settles it and you need to know it. The Lord is good to all. He doesn't mind and doesn't take care of what state you're in. He says, my goodness can overcome whatever you're going through. He's good to all. All your works shall praise you 
and your saints shall bless you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. This, ver- this, this uh, whole psalm is about witnessing of his, about his goodness and his glory. To make known to the sons of men your mighty acts, the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all that fall and raises up all those that are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon you and you give them their meat in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Do you know the satisfaction of God? Oh. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. We just sang that. The Lord is near to all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him and he will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserved all them that love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. Shall we say that verse again? (laughs) All the wicked he will destroy. And we think he's just going to overlook sin. He isn't going to overlook sin. He doesn't overlook the tiniest sin. He doesn't overlook it. You're going to see in a minute why he doesn't overlook it. It cost Jesus. Even if you'd only had a a passing thought that was wrong, it nailed him to the cross. Even if you just felt out of sorts and didn't put that right with a brother or sister, it nailed him to the cross. He doesn't overlook it. He doesn't brush it aside. It cost him dearly. And the wicked, he will destroy. But he's longing for everybody to turn to him. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless bless his holy name forever and ever. Let's say verse 21 together. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. This is a key scripture about the goodness of the Lord. So this, this, I'm, I'm look, going to look at some of the promises of God. The reason is, if you're confident in who he is and what he's said and the promises he's made and the promises he's going to fulfill, then you will have confidence to talk about good news. We've actually sung it tonight. We sang a phrase that said good news. I was listening. I listened to see, Lord, just confirm that I'm on the right track. Numbers 23:19 says God is not a man so he does not lie he is not human so he does not change his mind has he ever spoken and failed to act has he ever promised and not carried it through and all God's people say no he's is a good father 2 Corinthians 1:20 says for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him are men to the glory of God through us. I wondered what this verse really meant. You know, how can you say yes and amen? God speaks his word, but he has to have somebody to partner with that. He has to have someone that says, I agree for it to be done. Yes, God can do anything. He's mighty and he's strong and he's powerful. He can do whatever he wants, but he's looking for men and women of faith who will believe what he has said, believe in his character, believe in his nature. The enemy is always out to discredit God, always. The enemy is seeking to to cause God's name to be pulled through the mud every time. And when we honor and lift up the name of Jesus, it brings him glory 
And, and when, we, when we agree with the promise that God has made, when we say, yes, Lord, I'm going to stand on that, I'm going to believe that, I'm going to invest in that, that's our amen. That's him saying, yes, and us going, amen. All his promises are yes and amen. He's faithful. You have to know he's faithful. How can you talk about a God if you don't know that he's faithful? He's dependable. What good news are we going to tell people that don't know him? If you don't first settle forever, God is good all the time. Everything he does, everything he thinks, everything he speaks, every action is good. He's good. He is inherent good. He is the goodness totally, inherently, forever he is good. And this God lives in us. The Lord is good to all. I hope you will underline Psalm 145 verse 9 in your Bibles. The Lord is good to all. I can remember where I was when the light shined on that verse. Because my heart must have been, I'm not really sure, Lord, here. I'm not sure that you're good all the time. I'm not sure that you're good to me uh, in, uh, 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 because I've seen you being good to others, but are you good to me? The Lord is good to all. So we have to trust in his word and we have to believe in his promises. I wonder if you're working any of the promises. I wonder if you know the promises that are in here. Someone counted them and, and said there was something like, 3,796. I haven't done that, but I mean, it's a big number. I've got 100 promises on this sheet of paper, and I know if I said, would anybody like one, you'd all put your hands up. Wouldn't you? 100 promises. Surely we want to know what those promises are. We're not going to go through them together, but you can have a copy of that. I've done it for you today, for you to see. He is good all the time, and his promises are yes and amen. And when we're talking about this God, we have to be settled that what he did on the cross was good. But Lord, what we, want, we want to know the, the impact of what you did for us. And I think sometimes we, we're so good at seeing the benefits of what he did for us on the cross without really appreciating the enormity. Every time I have done something wrong, said something wrong, every time my heart has been darkened against the Lord, he took the rap. So we need to believe that we have good news to share. Have we got good news to share? Yes. And in a minute, you'll see the PowerPoint. I haven't got many more slides, so you'll be glad to know. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> and there's no more songs till the end. We have to believe we have good news to share. It's good news. It's good, good news because we have a good father. And we have to know him. We have to not just know about him, we have to know him. We have to be pursuing him. Amen. So I wonder if you could rattle off some promises with me. Shall we just do that for a few seconds? Do you know this promise? Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength with wings. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Who's living in that good of that promise? Amen. Amen. 
and I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. Who's, who's waiting on that promise? Yes. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. These are good promises. Speak them out if you want them. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness darkness, but will have the light of life. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. These are just some random promises I came across. (laughs) The Lord is my... (laughs) Who shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And then that one says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, he doesn't give you desires that are not his desires. As you delight in him, your life and my life will align with him. So what he loves, I love. It's not easy. It's not difficult for me to know, is this me or is it God? I've been a Christian since 1979. If you were still having to spoon feed me baby food, that would be a tragedy. 1979, we're now in 2019. That's 40 years. If I can't discern, is it me, is it God, there's a problem. If you've been on the road with the Lord and you're still wondering what his voice sounds like, you need to get to the altar and, and repent for not listening. It's, the day's over for us to play church. These, some of these things Steve was talking about with Leonard Ravenhill, he, were, he was talking about how we should be agonizing over the world, the flesh and the devil that's in us. What have we participated in this week? What have we looked at? What have we heard? What have we, what have we just, you know, Steve and I were watching a family movie last night and I got to about, uh, too, too long into it, too long into it. I'm sure he was as uncomfortable as I was. And we looked at each other and I said, do we need to watch any more of this? A family movie. But it's a little bit, dodgy. Somebody else might think it's okay, but my spirit was not okay. That's not because I'm some, some kind of saint, but why do I need to put that in? And it's those moments where you just go, I don't, I don't need to look at this. I don't need to see this. I don't need to participate in this. That are the choices we're going to have to make more and more. The Lord will give us the desires of our heart as our desires line up with him. Let's say it together. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Good promise. And the next one, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Good promises. What about this one? This is a Job promise. And it's about his provision. 
If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Now, you see, to the untrained heart and eye, that you would read that they shall spend their days with a big pot of money and doing exactly what they want. That's not what it is about. I want to do what he wants to do, and I want to be where he is. And the prosperity in my life is... We were, we were actually on the, on the way here. We were listening to Derek Prince. I mean, we're just immersing ourselves at the minute. He was talking about a testimony of how how he just got delivered by somebody praying for him. He was delivered of cancer just in a moment as someone prayed, prayed for him. And, uh, and, and, you know, we should be so on it that we're ready to just go lay hands on people and see those things dealt with. Amen? Prosperity is the wholesome of God, a wholesomeness of God. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the... What is it? It's the what? It's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. So in our giving out the good news and in our telling people about this good news, our aim is to see them shift from a place of unbelief to a place of belief. To let their faith rise up and put their trust in Jesus. Not put their trust in anything but him. So... What we've done is we've got all the gospel tracks out that we've been using over the past few years and they're all on a table at the back and I would like to think that you would take one or two of those and you would sow them this week and then come back next week and tell us where you've sown them. I don't see anybody rushing to the table. Let me just help you with it. We need to find ways. I don't mean for you to go now. I didn't mean for you to go now, but, but well done anyway. Um, What we need to do is to actually commit our heart to looking for places where we can sow the good word, the seed. Yes? Amen? If if we don't, we're saying it's not a good word. There was a man sent from God, it says in John. That man was John the Baptist. Now, this is interesting because we're going to get sent tonight. This word sent talks about John being sent out from the place where he was. If you like, to to be apostelloed is to be sent from the place that you are. I want you to get this because I've I've really, I've asked the Lord about, what does this mean, Lord? Well, look, John the Baptist was sent to prepare the way before Jesus came. And he proclaimed, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There's one coming. And he had spent his whole life. Was it not John the Baptist that leapt in his mother's womb as a six-month-old? So right from birth, he was immersed in the presence. He knew the presence. He knew the Lord. Yes, he must have done. He recognized Jesus and he was in his mother's womb. And it says there was a man apostolowed. He was sent out from that place, just like Jesus was. It says about Jesus, he was sent by his father. You can read this. There's lots of verses. I've I've gone through John's gospel. This is just one. And there's this word apostello or pempo. And that means almost entreated, almost, um, 
almost I bid you to. If I said I bid you to come, it would be like I, I welcome you to come, yes? So Jesus was in his, in his conversation with the Father and the Holy Spirit, he was, he was, he was encouraged, bid. We, we apostolo you to go into the world. God sent his son into the earth, but it was a choice decision. Do you get that? Do you get the idea? Here we are, and we're going to be sent from. However, when we read about us as disciples of Jesus, it's a different word. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Is that what the word says? Do you all know that? Who, who are these laborers that he's talking about? Point to somebody and say, she's talking about you. <laughs> these are the laborers. It's me. It's you. But it's not apostolo. And it's not pempo. The word is ekbalo. And it means to be driven out into the world, into the harvest. It's a much more, it's a stronger emphasis. And it isn't a be sent out from your comfort and just see, you know, just see where you end up. This is a direct sending, commissioning, imploring into the harvest field. And we all need to be ekbalowed. If you're not ekbalowed, you won't care whether or not you take a tract and sow it. You won't care whether or not you talk to somebody. If you're ekbalowed and you know you are a man and a woman sent by heaven, you'll do it. We'll do it. The fields are white unto harvest. There are more hearts waiting for our conversation than we are willing to give. So, you got any excuses? Noah was a drunk, Abraham was too old, Isaac was a daydreamer, Jacob was a liar, Leah was ugly. Moses had a spiritual, what was that? A stuttering problem. Joseph was abused. I can't read, it's too small. Samson had long hair. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job, Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Jesus. The disciples fell asleep. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an, an ulcer. And Lazarus was dead. What's your excuse? I can't because dot, 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 dot. See if it will wear with God. I don't think so. Isaiah 6, 8 and 9. Here Isaiah is saying, Lord, you are holy. We sang tonight, holy, holy, holy. You are holy. You are holy. So Lord, send me. So, Lord, send me. You are holy. You are holy. So, Lord, send me. Lord, send me. 
Are you up for being sent? Hallelujah. I knew you would be. Such, so good. So this is a great verse to finish. We started with the numbers and we're going to finish with numbers. This is a great verse. Come with us and we will do you good. For the Lord has promised good concerning his body, his bride, his people, his church. It's a good thing. You're not trying to twist people's arms into getting into the kingdom of God. You're doing them a favor. You're throwing them a lifeline. Isn't that right? Amen.